Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. What did you do to the dog? I don't know. I didn't do anything to this dog. I'm crying. Is that a stain on your pants now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I think the best thing you can do is just let him ride it out. And... No! That's the worst thing you can do. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Good morning. Um, I know. You, I, I know you do a lot of um, a lot of work around the house, and I saw this and I thought of you because you've become very handy since you became a homeowner. I mean, you remodeled your entire kitchen, which looked great. I mean, I didn't see it in person, but photos look good. You can take out a popcorn yeah. ceiling. There's a woman that was listening to a podcast. And uh, this don't let your wife listen to too many podcasts. I know she likes true crime podcasts. That's all she listens to. So if I end up dead, you know why. She's getting she, tips. This woman ran across a podcast about uh, a husband, a guy, who would go around putting together furniture from like Ikea, like stuff that came in a box, and then you would have to open the box and put it all together for other women. So she had the idea that she would rent out her husband to do uh, jobs, odd jobs around the house for other women that didn't have a man to do it. Maybe a single woman, maybe somebody's divorced, widowed. Uh, older, uh, whatever. And it isn't that called? Isn't that called a handyman? There's a ton of them. Is is there such thing as a handyman anymore? Yes, there's thousands of them. I see. I pass them all the time on the 101. I, I there there's more handyman's here on the Central Coast than like you can't you can't swing a fish without hitting a, well, a handyman. Well, apparently this really worked for her. She would rent this guy, her husband, out for forty five dollars an hour or $300 for the day. And he would go and he would do odd jobs for other women. Do you think your wife would lease you out? I think she would. And I don't want to do that. I, I don't like, I don't like doing this. This work. has nothing to do with what you want. This is what the, the question That's was. You would think say. Your wife would, would let you do that. I would think there'd be a lot of women out there that would get jealous. Can you imagine if you kept going over to a certain woman's house and mm -hmm. then, you know, all happening. of a sudden you were spending a lot of time over there and then you were like, oh, yeah, so-and-so made me some tea or uh, so-and-so made me, you know, a sandwich or, you know, and then all of a sudden, okay, you're not going over there anymore. That's it. You're done. Like, what are you talking about? She's paying me. We got to go over there. Like, she's depending on me to go over there and, and, and fix this leaky pipe. I don't know. She's depending on me to go over there and mow the grass. It's like, I got enough stuff on my plate. I don't even have kids. And with my house and taking care of my place and everything that I have to do with work and everything else and running errands. Now that like, it's funny because now that I'm the one that works from home, all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm in charge of all the housework. I'm cooking all the meals. I'm doing the grocery shopping. I'm doing, I mean, she does go with me sometimes. I do the dishes. She still does most of the laundry, but I'm starting to do my own laundry now. Wow. Just because I'm, a, I work almost from fifty, home. almost fifty, and learning how to do your own laundry. I've been, I've known how I'm to do laundry my whole life. It's ridiculous. I just am smart, and if somebody's going to offer to do it, then I'll let them do it. But I don't um, know how any of these guys working a full time job have time to go work on other people's stuff. I guess that's what their weekends are for. I once sold a bed frame, um, on Craigslist, and. 
something like that is hard for anybody just to come pick up. So if they live in the neighborhood, I'll go ahead and take it over to them. And I got to the uh, lady's house and she had a, I don't know, like a two or three year old daughter and her two or three year old daughter was sick at the time. And she was sick at the time. So the lady and the daughter both had a cold and they lived in a small studio type apartment off the back of somebody's house. And I got there and I'm explaining to her how it gets put together. And as I'm explaining it to her, I realize, okay, there is no way she's going to be able to put this bed together. And I, I said, you know what? Let me just go ahead and put it together for you. You tell me where you want it, and I'll go ahead and put it together for you. So I had to put this bed together at this lady's house. It took me 30 minutes. Yeah. And I had to take it down at my house. I had to take it apart at my house, which is 30 minutes. You knew how to put it back together. You just took it apart. Yes, that's true. That is true. That is the benefit to it, because I just did it. So it was was still 30 minutes. You You got to put it together. It was the weirdest, most awkward thing doing something for somebody else in their house she was very gracious for probably her. because she's a stranger Everything. right i mean if you knew her it'd be yeah. different yes exactly just being in some stranger's house yeah it was just not weird. for everybody you're very uncomfortable though around people you don't know matter of fact you said yesterday i'm your only friend i know that's not true but i know it's pretty close to being true because you don't you just don't like close, to associate though. with other people outside of your wife and your kids mm-hmm so I think it depends on the person. I think other people that would be great for this, you know. But there's a good chance that, you know, you're sending some, your husband over to some woman's house that things could, you know, I don't know. That's, is that dangerous? I guess you got to trust them. And you know how competitive and catty women can be. And there's some women out there that love the conquest of a married man. And you're offering up this service on behalf? <laughs> There's probably some listening right now. You know who you are. <laughs> Send him over to my house. <laughs> yeah, my husband's available. Oh, he is, huh? <laughs> $300 for the day. That's not a bad deal. Now, what's a day? Is that eight hours, maybe? Probably. That I guess that's seem like... a Saturday. Like, are you going to make $300? Not worth it. Because then you're, like, responsible for anything that goes wrong. This is the problem with the handyman. There's just so many handymen, but they're not, they're not bonded. and They're not licensed. They're just handymen. Right. They come in, they'll do it, and they're a lot cheaper. But then you have no guarantee in your work, you know? And I'm not going to offer up a guarantee, and I don't want to have the headaches of that person having my wife's phone number so they can call my wife and ask me uh, questions about the work that I did. Or no your wife you know question how. you about uh, what you were doing over there for four hours that day. <laughs> you offered up the service. It really took you four to hours to fix a pipe. Oh, well, then I, she needed help with this and that. and had to mow the grass. Oh, that doesn't take you that long. Anyways, I uh, just thought that opened up a can of worms. But I wonder if the wife requires uh, the, the customers to send a picture of them to see if they're the husband's type or if they look anything like her. Or, or if they're good looking or better looking or more fit. Oh, no. She goes to the gym way too much. You're not going to her house. 
We got $1,000 up for grabs, some tickets to see Metallica. That's on the docket today. Uh, our buddy Whitney's coming by. Farmer's Market tonight, they got new hours. We'll talk about that coming up about 7.30 this morning. And our Red Zone picks, the three closest games of the week. We'll talk more about that. That's coming up before 7 o'clock. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. So as much as you like to say you're not a pet person, I know you are. You're the first person I knew that had a relationship with their dog. Unlike anybody else that I'd ever met. He was your best friend. He was your compadre. Pets are like people, Jeremy. I know. Pets are, they're not, they're not one size fits all. That dog was awesome. He was, he was amazing. And my wife, girlfriend at the time when we all went to college and she would spend a lot of time with Rainier, uh, who was, uh, he was a smaller dog. Um, I know you said he was a mutt, but he was kind of like a border collie, something mixed, wasn't he? No, he was, he was Cocker Spaniel. Cocker Spaniel. That's what it was. Sheltie. Okay. And, um, something else. But he was a very intelligent dog. He was, I think, Lasa Opso. Okay. And so we would go off golfing. We would go to the bars. We would go to games. She would stay in the apartment and she always spent time with Rainier. Loved him very much. And uh, that is one of the reasons we ended up getting a dog later on. And then, of course, that dog was, you know, Tank was very, was, just part of the family, man. I mean, and when we lost him, it was really devastating. And I understand that, you know, when you lose a pet, it's devastating. And I have his ashes and um, they were on my bedside table for a long time. Now they're on a, a shelf in our room. But, you know, it, just like any family member, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. But this new thing that people are doing with their animals after they die, to me, is just very strange, especially dogs. And they're going to a taxidermist. Okay, now, it's, <laughs> we've heard of this before, right? They'll taxidermy their animal, and then they'll put them in the house. Well, this new thing they're doing is they're making a rug out of them. They're taking their pelt, their fur, and they're making a rug out of them. What would you do if you went over to somebody's house, and you're like, you see the rug? You're like, oh, that's an interesting rug. And then they start into the story. Oh, yeah, that's my dog, Fido. Yeah. I loved Fido so much that I had him made into a rug. As you're standing on Fido. Um, yeah, how, I, that would be a, wouldn't that, that would be, be a weird, very awkward, yeah. awkward conversation. I would be, I mean, if you came over to my house and Tank was a rug and you stepped on him, I would be like, oh, what are you doing? Get off my dog, man. I don't think it's something that you put on the floor. Uh, is it a blanket then if you don't put it on the floor? I mean, is it something that you, do you frame it and put it on a wall? I mean, you, a shadow is box, it something that you, <laughs> you, you hold close to you like a blanket, like you can, you can feel his hair. It's just so creepy and weird. And. I mean, part of life, I think. And such up, a talking piece, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, growing up, and you know, you learn in life, and some of us, unfortunately, learn it more than others. Is loss is a part of life, right? It's a part of mm -hmm. going through life, and and uh, you have to deal with loss in many different ways. But losing something you love, especially something that was living, is really tough. I, I understand holding on to something, and I mean, for God's sakes, I have my dog's ashes. Not that I ever touch him or pick him up. He's in a box. It's got his picture on it. And I always feel that he's there. Kind of. It's kind of gross. But to have his hair there, I don't know. That's just very strange to me. I know. What did you do with your dog? You, you had him put into a rock? Is that right? 
Well, it's, it's, it, that's his ashes container. It's like a, it's like a rock that you would stick in a garden. Um, so it, okay. it's got a, it's got a, a, a secret compartment in it in which you access from the underneath side. The Rainier's ashes are in a baggie and he sits underneath our deck, our front deck, um, of our house so he can, Hang out and look at the sunset, I guess. Now, I don't some know dogs, why. Yeah, some dogs it would make sense. Like a golden retriever is a pretty big dog, a lot of hair, right? You could make a ruggish blanket out of that. But what if it was like a little toy dog? <laughs> is that a handkerchief? What is that? It's a washcloth. Yeah. Somebody, you go to the bathroom and they're coming out when they get the dogs. And, what are you doing? That's my dog. That's, that's, oh, I just thought it was a washcloth. I was like, yeah, pretty I just cool washcloth. It. Well, I saw it in the counter, and you know, I just grabbed it. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Hey, it's Jeff and Jeremy and Whitney. We've got two Christmas caroonies hanging out with us today. They Caroonie? Both, yeah. Is that a made-up word? Sure it is. Of course it is. It's a Christmas croony. That means you guys are the ones that are all serious about decorating and shopping and making sure your Christmas <laughs> lights are up and it's important what Christmas lights go on the tree versus Timing the house is everything. and the house. I got to you know? be honest with you. I think I've, I, I sold my family short because we had, we had other things going on at the house and we got all the Halloween decorations out and I left a lot on the table with, when it came to Halloween. Like there was like spider webs that could have been put out in the yard. Didn't do them. Good for you. Uh, what a mess. Um, yeah, that is a mess. <laughs> and, uh, just like, you know, it was, it was all that garage related stuff because we we're getting our garage worked on. So, um, we had to take everything out of the garage and that took priority over any decoration. So I want to make sure to make it up for Christmas. And yeah. Your so. kids didn't like shame you. My mom didn't put up like this one ghost that I love and I like called her out for it. As long like, as we have, we have oh. these two skeletons that play dueling banjos. Mm. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The, I've the, seen those. The, um, you've seen those with the, they yep. look at each other. It's yeah. really cool. It's a really cool little display and we have a swing on our front porch. Oh, perfect. So, um, so yeah, they sit there on the swing and they're wearing their hillbilly clothes. And That's pretty good. Uh, the, yeah. As long as I put that out, I could get away with, Everything else. Because when I first yep. put it out, my son will sit there and watch it. <laughs> he does the same thing every time. And he'll watch it go through its cycle, oh, for an hour. And then oh he's gosh. done. He's done with it after that. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. So he watches Love it about it. 10 times, I think. Because it's about a three-minute song. So you grew up in a neighborhood, and I'm sure you did, too. See, I grew up, like, it was like three city blocks off the main highway, down a gravel road full of trees. I mean, very spooky at Halloween, right? It's dark, <laughs> the trees line, the, the driveway. But there was no neighbors. There was really no reason to decorate. We put our pumpkins outside. But we had to get in a car and drive to neighborhoods oh, to go yeah. trick-or-treating because we lived out in the woods. But uh, my mom did have this. Uh, it just it was so simple back then. I think it was a cardboard. It wasn't cardboard. It was kind of a cardboardish material. It was a skeleton, and he had little pins in his arms and elbows, so you could place <laughs> him in a certain way. I remember that. Yeah, I remember just, we had the same exact one, and I remember yeah, the little like gold pins. That yes, they, yeah. yeah, little brass. Yep. Those yep. little brass yep. pins that would hold them together, and I you, love you could that put thing. them a certain way. And I remember ours was ripped off at the forehand, <laughs> like right at the forearm. Oh, right? it got broke. Okay? Okay. Right at the right at the forearm, forearm, and we continued to hang it for like five years after it. <laughs> it kind of like, added to single it. Mom. We couldn't have gone and got yeah. a new one. No, she was bowling on a budget. She was a single mom <laughs> raising you, which couldn't have been cheap. 
I mean, th- how much could that thing cost? It was cardboard and brass uh, <laughs> brads that held the damn thing together. It could have cost maybe 75 cents. And we'd hold, hang it up every year. I'd be like, hey, you know, the arm is like halfway. Those Easter egg dying kits. Halfway on missing on this. Oh, yeah, terrible. <laughs> like everything for Halloween is made so cheaply and it's sold true. for so expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Did you uh, inspect your kids' candy? I saw, you know, there was fentanyl in the, out there. People were worried about it. There was, you know. No, I don't think it happened. You didn't I mean, I, we, we looked at it. but I mean, We looked at yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever. I saw somebody post something. Over. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> yesterday we were talking about drug tests. Jeff, what is the over-under? Whitney, please hold your answer. What is the over-under on how many drug tests Whitney has taken in her professional career? Ooh, or just her, her job career since she got her first job. How, what's the over-under on how many drug tests you think Whitney has been asked to take? 1.5. I'll take the under on that. We'll find out when we come back. Yeah. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. So 87% of people in our survey yesterday... Uh, brought to you by Kramer State Wines at KZOZ.com, said they have taken a P-test and they've passed it. Or a drug test. It doesn't have to be a P-test. Uh, what was it? Uh, 12%, which is one that I'm in, have never even been asked to take one. So Jeff said one and a half. I took the yeah, under. because, I mean, there's a fair amount of jobs that you work for. I, 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 would th- I would think that you've had professional jobs to get to the professional job that you're at right now. So I'm going to say... I think there's a couple because I don't. You don't seem like the type of person that would take a lot of jobs. I, I'm just explaining why I set the over under at a one and a half, because I don't think there's a. You've had a lot of jobs in your life, but then the jobs that you have are serious jobs. So I believe that there's a possibility that there could have been two drug tests along the way. So to work at downtownslow.com, that's downtownslo.com, and be the program director of the farmers market, which wasn't the job you came into. You think she had to pee in a cup? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. well, maybe I don't know, but I I, I don't know. Now, this I is very know. important because a lot of people are listening I don't know the right employment now. History. I, know. I don't know the employment history. I wish I had the employment history. I should have looked you up on LinkedIn with downtownslow.com in the future. Depending on this answer right now, <laughs> okay. How many so. how many drug tests have you had to take in your life, Whitney? You guys, it's actually really funny because I think I've taken more than two. Really? Because when I was a kid, I worked at, this is really funny, Central Coast Surfboards, my dad's old business. Your dad made you they, take drug tests? They used to require their staff to take drug tests. and Surfers? Like, oh, my of, God. Yeah, that's right? No, out that's of a the, point of principle, he's like, the kids have to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what? Okay. So we're like 13-year-olds, like, taking drug tests. And of all the jobs I've held... That is the only one that has required How does it, me to what take is it? a drug okay, test. Okay, good. I'm glad you came in. I've never taken a drug test. And you had to take multiple while you yes. were working for dad? It was like a quarterly thing or something. I don't even remember. It was the most ridiculous thing. That is a, that is a, like your dad must be a hard ass. Like that's a hardcore policy. I know. Or he used it as an excuse just to make sure his kids weren't doing drugs. No, no, no. He was pretty hardcore about it. Wow. Now I think it's like, I think at some point finally they were like, all right, Mike. You gotta, you gotta let this go here. It's a bunch of surfers. We need to have employees. <laughs> so is we it like when you go kids running the shop? Yeah. <laughs> is it like when you go to the doctor and they just give you a cup and then that's yeah. how it works? Okay. Yep. Yeah, no peeing on. Except your dad's or... taking you for no reason. 
Where do you go? Is it real shady? <laughs> you no. go to like the, it's like the. No, you go to a lab. Yeah, it's just like the little waiting room of, I don't yeah. know, some random. It's like those little medical courtyard plaza places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like where when I go get drawn, blood drawn. Or they have I, a bunch of community yeah. college okay. students walking around in scrubs that they, you think, wow, they must yeah. be, uh, they must be, wow. they must be nurses or something. But really, they just are really good at drawing. So, blood and out of all the jobs that you've had, the only one that's made you take a pee <laughs> test is your dad. <laughs> up i was like wow my answer is gonna be so great for this <laughs> so it, it is actually the over but i but i feel like that's how it's been in my life too like i've had <laughs> jobs that i like i don't care like i know going into the job that this job is going to be four to five months max and right. then i'm gonna move on and they're the ones that are like okay you gotta have a drug test to work here and then the ones that are like careers that i want to stick at for yeah, a yeah. long time they're like oh yeah we don't do drug tests come on <laughs> it's the craziest thing there you go if there was drug tests in radio there would be no djs no exactly careful you don't want to learn from this this is dumbass of the day and it's brought to you by california diesel and rv they're in oceano they work on pickup trucks they can work on motor homes. If you manage fleet vehicles, they can work on those for you as well. If it runs on diesel, they're your people. That's what they specialize in, but they can do just about everything. Check them out online. Go to CaliforniaDieselAndRV.com or stop by and see them. 1189 Pike Lane in Oceano. How pathetic can some people be? I will never hang out with these girls again. At one point, they start taking photos for the Internet. Because I don't know if you know this, but if you don't take enough photos for the Internet, you actually start to disappear like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. They did not get that reference. <laughs> so this girl is taking like four, five hundred photos, just trying so hard to matter. And she turns to all of us at the table and goes, okay, now let's do one where we're laughing. And then all the girls around me went, feel how horrible that was? They didn't make any noise. They just went through the motions like an atheist with their family on Christmas. <laughs> That's a candid photo to my generation, just a lie with a filter on it. Have you seen those girls online and they, oh my God, it's so weird that you caught me in this poppy field <laughs> in my ball gown, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KCOC. Oh, ain't that the truth? TikTok. The culprit for this one. And if there was never TikTok, there would have never been felony charges. Katie Sigmund is one of these people that, that comedian who has a name, Taylor Tomlinson, um, was talking about. Katie Sigmund is known for her recreational passion for golf. Okay. So when you're known for your recreational passion for golf... You go hit golf balls, places where you're not supposed to hit golf balls. She's got 7 million followers on TikTok. That's what she can post at the end of the day. But now she's got felony charges because she was hitting golf balls into the Grand Canyon. Oh, you're not allowed yeah. to do that, huh? Yeah. That's a place I uh, want to hit golf balls. I got to be honest with you. Somebody said, hey, it would you want to hit some golf balls in the Grand Canyon? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah, let's go. I mean, uh, yeah. driving but, Ranger Garden Canyon. I'm like Grand Canyon for sure. But that that's one of those things that you do and you don't post pictures tell of yourself. The doing world it. that you're doing it. I recently, or I recently went. And seven I million people posted some pictures of me. Went to a, uh, 
private shooting range and shot some guns that I don't know my friends own, but they were pretty cool. I'm like, I'm going to post this. This is kind of cool. I know some people that I don't get to talk to very often and think this is cool. And then I thought, oh, God. Yeah. And I already knew that every gun I had was on a, it was a legal firearm to possess, so I wasn't worried about that. But I was just waiting for the backlash. So far, zero. Zero backlash. Where are all you haters at? Where's cancel culture when you need? No. Well, you don't. You're not like you're not like Katie Sigmund, who likes to hit golf balls in the Grand Canyon. Now, she's. It's funny because she has a recreational passion for golf, but the club slipped out of her hand. So not only did the golf ball go into the Grand Canyon, the club <laughs> went in the canyon too. <laughs> not very good at a, hitting golf balls. I think she has a recreational passion for uh, having videos taken of her. Uh, angry viewers saw this. They must listen to Jeff and Jeremy in the morning because um, one of the angry viewers said, stop calling them influencers. They're just dumbasses. I was like, hey, that's, yes. that qualifies for dumbass of the day. Yes, it does. Um, she has a lifetime ban from the Grand Canyon as a result of this. Jeez. And uh, charges of... Uh, Felony endangerment because there's people that are hiking and and wildlife oh, yeah. that might be down below. Sure, you could hit somebody. And uh, she has a court appearance that's pending. That's what the uh, Grand Canyon uh, after they were able to track her down through her social media account. She has not made a statement on the incident yet. Is there an actual sign that says you're not allowed to hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon? No, but I think it's there's a sign that says do not throw things into the Grand Canyon or do not uh, put projectiles into the uh, Grand oh, Canyon. Okay, there is. Okay, you've been. I haven't. I I didn't know the rules. I don't. When you got I don't there. think that. But I mean, it's the Grand Canyon, so you you can't have a sign everywhere on the Grand Canyon. No, of course I mean not. that would be a lot of money and taxpayer dollars that's spent that nobody wants to sign up for just because Katie's so dumb that she has to not only hit the golf ball, which the golf shop didn't look too bad but the club flying out of her hand was ridiculous hikers don't give an f about influencers in their foolish games is what another commenter said on the post yeah you can't uh you can't disrupt somebody else's privacy or enjoyment or you're going to be labeled as a Jeff- horrible reckless oh. reckless person and Yes, Jeff and Jeremy. Dumbass of the day. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.